Republic of Texas radio live show. I was off last week. This week is May, May 14th. Oh, my. I believe that's something that has been called Mother's Day. Uh, 23, right? Mother's Day was the beginning of all evil. Let me just uh, put that out there. It was originally uh, just a church thing, right, where they decided to celebrate uh, mothers in the parish and so forth. And well, they got notoriety, uh, well, in the nation. And so we coined that our first national holiday and since then bankers have been taking care of that whole thing and making sure you and i are doomed uh, at expense to the mothers right it used to be about them now it's about flowers it's about gifts and going out to eat and besides that it's about what other holiday can we put on the books what about steve o'brien day that would be stupid don't do it. I, I, I mean, come on, man. When do we stop this nonsense? Hmm. Anyways, I didn't want to be getting into that. I do love my mom. And by the way, as uh, part of uh, the introduction, I'm going to say this. Uh, I missed last week's show because my mother was in the hospital. She had a hospitals don't know what the hell goes on in your body. You know, they guess and they have these little things, but they're all a bunch of dumbasses, doctors, nurses, and them all. No, hold on. I'm overgeneralizing. Some of them may understand what's going on. But while somebody's in the hospital, one person says one thing, one person says the other. And you go, okay, why are you both saying the opposite? Hmm. Well, I don't know. Seems like our culture, you know, normally. Ah, but my mom was in the hospital, still is in rehab. They say she had a heart attack or something, but not really because her heart is great. They said she had a micro stroke and, um, okay, whatever. And before everybody jumps on the train of, oh, vaccinated, vaccinated, uh, nope. That ain't my mom, right? She eats healthy. She has a healthy body. She has some other things because she's older than me, right? And, you know, we all get old and we all have things. But it, it kind of screwed with my brain last week, having to get it around that, uh, the fact of not having my mom. So there you go. Before the show, that's why I was gone. I missed you guys, but actually couldn't talk to you. Alan, are you there? I held a little mirror up in front of my nose, and there was a little fog on it. So, yeah, I guess I'm still here, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you Other know, than that, I can't, I, can't, I can't say that. It's not much of a life. But, um, yeah, and, and Steve, you know, on moms, on the mom thing, you know, uh, my mother is going in. Uh, my, the good brother is coming to pick her up and take her into the nightmare of Austin so the milking process can begin. She's going to have uh, an ablation done on her pulmonary artery coming out of her heart because... She's finding it hard to oxygenate her blood. You know, um, you know, folks, uh, and I, I'm not doing this for pity, but, you know, with, um, a year or so ago when I found out my mother took the vaccinations and definitely when I went over to her house and stuck a magnet on her frickin' arm, uh, it, it, do you know how hard it is to basically know your mother's dead but she's still ambulatory um, to a point? Um, you know, I, I would rather have her in her grave right now than have her in this condition, because I knew what was going to happen. I didn't know exactly, but I, I, when I stuck a magnet on her arm, I knew that there was something not right. And basically, my mother, I've been accepting the fact that my mother's dead at, from that point on. 
it, it, and it's a very hard and a harsh world, my friends. I love my mother. She's been there pretty much my whole life. What? No, wait a minute. My whole life. Gee, I came out of my mom, didn't yeah, I? Pretty but, much. Yeah. Uh, it sucks, yeah. people. I'm not the only one going through this Happy out there. Mother's Steve's Day. not the only one. You know, my, my mother got the vaccinations. I'm not the only one out going through this out there. Friends, family, children, mothers, parents, um, you know, all of us, all of y'all out there listening probably know someone who went down and got these damn shots, uh, these kill shots, and are going through the misery. And the milking process begins. You know, the, the medical community comes in, oh, we're going to do an ablation on you. And it'll keep you alive for another six months. And uh, then we'll milk you some more. And we'll milk you more. And we'll milk you more. And they don't give a damn about you. They just want the money. No one, none of these doctors, there might be a few good doctors out there, but 95% of them don't give a damn about you. They just want the money. Mm. It, it, yeah, that's just... it, it's, a, it's a sad, <laughs> sick world, Steve. Yeah. It is. It is. You know, when I called up uh, when my mom was in the hospital uh, last week, about six, seven days ago, something like that, I was talking to the nurse, right, because I, I was the first one to, to start calling and bugging him and uh, saying, so what's up, right? You know, what what's going on? My other sister was not able to be there, and the other one was flying in from California and, and so forth, and they're like, well, um, she's resting. Uh, she has a breathing tube. And I said, a ventilator? And she goes, oh, yeah, we call them breathing tubes. And I go, sure you did. You killed enough people with them back during the COVID days. And they did, right? Every day you'd hear this stuff about, oh, we need more ventilators. And you're like, oh, crap. Whether you, know, you need it or not, they got whether you need it or not. money for putting you on that ventilator. Yeah. You know, speaking of which, there's a actual um, man. There's a, f- a few studies that have come out recently talking about ventilators, and and I know if you're an RBN listener or listener, <laughs> that's funny. No, maybe not. Um, if you're an RBN listener, you probably understand the damages a ventilator can do when improperly used what they did what they do the breathing tubes they have a machine and it has pistons in it and it pushes air into the patient's lungs and so that way they can actually breathe you're breathing for them if they dial this a little bit too much then all of a sudden it rips the sides of your lungs because they expand the alveoli in your lungs yes oops i didn't mean to do that but it was hard to regulate them. And so it's really not a device. There's going to be rooms of escalators in hospitals everywhere. Or there's going to be an uh, excavator, escalator. God, what am I actually saying? Um, you you, you want to know what was better than a ventilator? The iron lungs back in the polio days. Because mm. they actually made, made your own body. You know, it, it, negative pressure, positive pressure. Negative pressure, positive pressure. Your own lungs actually brought air in and out of your body um, instead of being forced in like these damn ventilators do. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. It just, it, it, it was, it's scary. Um, everything's scary. We all might die at some point. Actually, we will die at some point. I don't know how to get this started. But, um, Let's let's go to you know, Steve. You know, basically, from the minute you come out of your mama and you get your ass slapped and you draw your first breath, from that point on, you're dying. It's just what 
what do you do? How long do you well, have between birth and find, death? You know, I would argue that point, right, Alan? And I think that you'd back me in it because your cells are multiplying. You're killing things throughout well, the world to add to right. your matrix, right? When sperm meets egg, you, from that okay, point on, you're dying. Meets egg, that, that's where life begins. No, it's you're growing. Right. Yeah. Well, it might right. be dying because eventually it's going to run out of growing and then start dying. And um, but. Nonetheless, people don't want to hear about that, you know, do they? You know, it's important. Actually, I was having this conversation uh, with one of my my neighbors, and, you know, he's saying, what are you going to talk about on the radio this Sunday, hey, Eric? Um, and I said, I don't know. What's important? <laughs> and he goes, George Santos. And I go, oh, yeah? Why would I talk about that criminal? And he says, well, because he needs to be talked about. I say, but what about the other criminals? Right? Why do we pick on one criminal? Sure, George Santos is a liar, a real good liar. He lied about what, what, damn near everything. What about everything. the criminals in, in, our, in our county and city offices, Steve, right well, here in Fredericksburg? Amen. I mean, my amen. God, you know, uh, think local people. You know, national, you, you yeah. have no control over. You know, hell, even local, you don't have control over anymore, unfortunately. No. But no, no, you don't. But you know, I. I Really gonna gonna talk about them? Um, I'd have to talk about all the other ones, you know. And as I go through that thought form, uh, Alan, I, I start going through. Okay, well, who was good? Nancy, the stock trader, right? Oh yeah, her and her husband had a pretty good scheme. There's the Biden crime family, right? You know, they have a pretty good scheme, but oh, they didn't really do it. They're being targeted by the Republicans. And it's this whole Republican versus Democrats that hold people into this like, oh, they're bad. But when you talk about when you talk about that George guy, right? What the hell was his last name again? Uh George Santos, right? You you get Republicans going, but he's on our side. Right, he's on. He's one of us. No, but he's a lion sack of beep. Right, you know you can't have that sit there. I have the same problem. And Alan, I'm sorry, you don't like talking about politics, but I want to continue you, you, this for you a can, second. You can say a lying sack of shiitake mushrooms, Steve. I don't want yeah. to. I really don't. Right, but 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 okay. Thanks for for suggesting it. But what I'd suggest is there's a guy. We have two senators. With Senator Canadian. Tom Cruise, or I'm sorry, Ted Cruz, um, the guy that flew south for the storm of 21 and lied to his neighbors, right? We have, we, we watched that, right? So as the Texas was freezing, you know, he's running south. Oh, yeah, we support the Canadian, right? Oh, because what? What? Oh, because if we don't support him, we're going to get a Democrat in there, right? Somebody else. Or... We've got that other one, Chip Roy, that agrees with all the Democrats, and he agrees with their position, and he openly states, I don't care what you think. I'm going to do what I think, right? And he jumps on every bandwagon, and these people still rally to him. I swore to him. I Well, I didn't swear to him. I, I promised him, right, that I'd donate to the people that are running against Chip Roy uh, or uh, – I, you know, because I don't like him, right? And it'll be the first time that, well, I've donated to somebody, to, 
or because I don't like the other party. But it'll be fun, and it probably won't be very much, but it'll make me feel better. I The last election cycle, I went around talking to all my Republican friends, right, and going, so what do you think about Chip? What a dick, huh? And they're going, yeah, but... I just can't see. And I'm like, yeah, maybe it'll get better if we get a Democrat in there instead of a Republican that acts like a Democrat. But, you know, Dave Kopech's uh, red pill politics is is right. It is the uniparty. The Republicans and the Democrats are, you know, polarizing everybody together. Uh, Is there any hope through anything? You know, Mm. go ahead, Alan. You were saying. uh, No, 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 no. Steve, the. The whole vote system. It's like all these people, you know, I get so tired. It's like, well, I can't believe these people in Arizona keep, you know, reelecting, you know, John McCain. And it's like, <laughs> they're not electing him. He's being put in there and he's being kept yeah. there. Your vote, your vote means all your vote does is, is, see, they know the real numbers of the vote. And all that does is give them uh, an idea of, of, of how, of what society is doing and how they need to change their tactics to manipulate people. You know, your vote does nothing except for gives them an idea of how the people actually feel. You know, uh, the, 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 you know what, what the people out there are thinking, and, and, and they adjust their tactics to you know to that. They, they still put whoever they want to in power. Your vote means nothing. It's just letting them know. Every time you go down and vote, all you do is tell them the the, the way that the way that most of the people out there are, are feeling. So they will adjust their tactics, and you will never vote the person in that needs to be there. You know, you, me, uh, our RBN listeners, none of us will never be in office. We don't want to be in office. and But, you know, those of us that don't want to be in office are the people that probably should be there. Uh, we could elect my deer, my dog, my chickens, and, and, and have, them, have them peck yes or no on a bill, and I guarantee you we would get more honesty and more credibility and have more justice in the system just from a chicken pecking yes or a button yes or no to get some corn or some some chicken feed you know uh, it, that that would be better than what's going on right now yeah i i kind of um i think it's a popularity contest for uh man over in san antonio right so they just blocked the uh, this thing. Uh, it was a bill, Prop A, in San Antonio. And the Proposition A says you can steal. There, it's not a criminal charge, and we will not charge you if you steal under $1,000. It was a, you know, you're welcome to Seattle, welcome to San Francisco bill. And for somehow, it didn't pass, right? But they had the lowest voter turnout uh, in years, right? And so what does that tell them? Well, everybody doesn't give a crap, right? They're, they they didn't want to vote. They're 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 tired of it, right? But they still didn't get their you know destruction of San Antonio bill. Besides, this, uh, San Antonio's got a lot of hurt coming its way right now, um, and it, it is kind of bad. I mean, I went out there this week. I had to drive out to San Antonio for work, and I did find homeless people sleeping all over the place which is kind of like new to me for san antonio i always but but the whole world's turning to homelessness and some of them are just going houseless right what does that mean you know they're like oh yeah i can live in my i'm gonna buy a van and i'm just gonna drive around and i've got starlink and i can do this for years and and maybe they can right the whole push for uh 
small houses. It's a big push for small houses. Constant news feeds about so-and-so just bought this for uh, $8,000, and now he lives for no rent. I said, what? Okay. Who, where's he parking it? How's he pooping? Or peeing? And, and Steve, or and Steve, Steve let, 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 I, just, just this week, I, 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 like I said, you know, folks, I, I've just got regular television, you know, uh, you know, the free-to-air television, you know, that they broadcast, you know, and you just put an antenna up and you get it. You know, you don't pay anything for it. Uh, there's a show called on, like, Tiny House Builders or something like that. And, and, mm. and, they're, and they're trying to... They're trying to make these tiny houses just so lovable, and it's like, oh, it's great. It's like you can pull this down from the ceiling, and, and, and you can make this, and you flip this out, and you've got a desk, and your bed's over here, and your toilet's in, in, in this little quarter, you know? And uh, But, you know, folks, this is you will own nothing, and you will enjoy it. You know, a tiny house is great if you don't have anything except for the clothes on your back, you know? It, but if, if you want to acquire anything else... You're screwed, you know. When, when when you've got you know an eight by ten room that you live in, you know, basically a sleeping pod, you can and you will own nothing because you don't have anywhere to put it. That's where we're going, right? Mansions versus cubby holes, and you will get a cubby hole, and it will do what cubby holes do until you stop running and participating in the, the system. You go to work. And you pay your bills and um, sit in the box, <laughs> just like a cat. And on the oh, weekend, man. you go to a bar and you get drunk and you eat chicken wings and watch the watch the football games. And uh, if you can afford it, maybe pick up a hooker or or maybe buy a little <laughs> child to molest for the weekend. Oh yeah. my god! And then you go back to work yeah. Monday through Friday. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I uh, I'm not not yeah. Just not going to continue that. Hey, I, I found out a, a ray of hope. No, it's not a ray of hope, but it was damn funny. This I know week. that guy. A he ray hope lined up in Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, ray hope. Ray, ray of mm. hope. Yes, I, yeah, I, I believe he's a minister. That, that was well, that, that, that was divorced because he caught got caught screwing his secretary at the church of Ray of Hope. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out this week that they confirmed that um, it is highly probable, or at least possible, that the, the Mexican guy um, that shot up uh, Allen, Texas's mall was a white supremacist, even though he was Mexican. It turns and out. No, and no, folks, I don't own that mall, okay? <laughs> it's Allen, not Texas. Allen. There you go. But, um, yeah. That we have new multicultural white supremacists, huh? <laughs> it's like so okay. So we remember Alan. What's what? Uh, what's that guy's name uh, that was running for president? He was a black guy. A, 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 a black Amazonian pygmy um, is a white supremacist. Pygmy can be a white supremacist now. Yes. Yeah. Right. So the the guy up and. Um, I'm going to hold this off for the after the the, the break, but it, it it started to be a trend, you know. Um, God, I can't remember that governor candidate uh, that was running against Newsom. Hmm, Allen, Allen, something. Hang on, folks. Let's do the break. Republic of Texas Radio.
I'm Peter Serafine with another Liberty Minute. If you own a firearm, then you need legal protection. Use code LIGHTHOUSE at protectwithbear.com for the most affordable carry insurance available. During 2019 and 2020, there were 34,000 gun-related homicides, 94,000 committed suicide, and 161,000 died from drug overdoses. What does our government focus on? Well, more often than not, gun control. Three times as many people took their own life and five times as many people overdosed. Logic would dictate focus on the biggest killer first and then the biggest killer and so on. These numbers are proof that the government only cares about you and I when there is a partisan political battle to be fought. Why focus on mental health, stability, and illegal drugs when guns grab the biggest headlines? For that matter, why aren't guns the biggest headlines when five times as many people die from overdoses and fentanyl poisonings? The media and our government are both more interested in sensational headlines than actually fixing any problem. Find more news and commentary at liberty-lighthouse.com. Until next time, see this Pashem Parabellum. Did you know the IRS publicly admits that income tax is collected by voluntary compliance? Get the information you need to help you avoid income tax with these five easy steps. All you have to do is go to avoidincometax.com to get your five easy steps on how to avoid the IRS income tax. Escape the IRS. Let avoidincometax.com help you. We guarantee our five easy steps or your money back. Go to avoidincometax.com. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls plus testing for heavy metals makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. Larry Elder is the answer. Larry Elder, question. right. Yeah. Yeah, he was the first black white supremacist that I remember. You know, I might there might have been other ones, right? But they were hailing him as, you know, the challenger of Governor Newsom, right? And you know, but he was a white supremacist, even though dang it, Jim, you're black. <laughs> but you know, I liked what he said, right? He's a talk radio show and whatever, and they hated him. And one of the greatest ways to Oh, well, try to defame somebody, deplatform, is to call them names and just use names. He's white supremacist. Holy crap, Jim, I'm black. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, so check this out. I'll read. Probably this is gonna... Batman. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm going to uh, read this article, Alan, and we can comment to it. Let's see how good I do on this because it's kind of funny, right? Well, it's about a guy that – well, the story's about a guy that lived with his parents. His parents didn't speak English. Uh, we don't know much more about that because we don't go after the facts, Jim. Right. We don't care about that. So where what was the, the parents like and what was he like? And, you know, they go through a few different things on this guy's, you know, history, you know, arrested 23. And they don't talk about that in this article. They talk about, well, whatever they talk about. Let's go. To, let's go at it. And we'll talk about it. First, they set the stage. Right. This is about um, Allen Mass Mall shootings are an example of growing extremism in um uh, North Texas community. Dallas, as Stephanie Drunka celebrated Asian American Pacific Island Heritage Month, holy crap, um, in Dallas Park, she was also feeling a bit anxious. Oh, she looked around Salmon's Park, which on May 6th was filled with traditional Asian dance performances and demonstrations. <laughs> Donka thought to herself, that the event would make an easy target for somebody looking to attack a large group of Asian Americans and Pacific Island families. Dun, dun, dun. Wow, that was pretty hardcore. On the same day, just a suburb away, a gunman parked his car. Oh, that's wrong. It was his parents' car. Uh, outside a mall in Allen, Texas. Pulled out an AR-15 and started shooting at the crowd of shoppers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, authorities have not officially determined a motive for last week's attack that killed eight people, but are examining the possibility of a hate crime due to the gunman's neo-Nazi and racist content on social media as an indicator that he was targeting people of color. Hmm. Okay. Well, who did he shoot? Right. Let's see. The government made hate-filled posts about women, Jewish people, and black people, and shared pictures of two tattoos he had, one with a swastika on the left side of his chest and one of a Nazi SS symbol on his right upper arm. Out of the eight people killed, four were Asian descent. Among those seven people injured are... Uh, a six-year-old Korean-American boy whose parents and brother were killed, a man from India whose friend was killed, at least one injured victim was black, and at least four victims were Hispanic. Hmm. As, as was the shooter. Okay. I, I okay. In, in well, you know, one you of, know Steve, Steve there, there was a point in, in this country where if you walked into a mall and you pulled the trigger... It was, it was about 99% that you were going to hit a white person. Um, you know, yeah. uh, does that tell you how the demographics, demographics have changed? They, you know, what I got from all those naming of the victims, they didn't really break that down very good, right? You know, they just, they, they kind of hodgepodged all the numbers, you know. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. So it's kind of like and, pointing and see, at stuff. See, this Alan, this Alan Mall shooter, uh, see, he, he was like former military got kicked out of the military for psychological reasons, and they went to interview his parents, and they had to have an interpreter because his parents did not speak English. Right. I no, mean, uh, don't... you know, so, so uh, what, what's going on here, folks? You know, it, it, exactly. And if you've been paying attention, you understand that Asians are not people of color. 
right? Because they are white supremacists. We just need to throw them all in concentration camps. Hey, hey, take our. You know, everyone says the Chinese are invading. Uh, I, I think we ought to start up concentration camps again and take our friend Nate and throw him into a concentration camp because he's about as Chinese. <laughs> As you can get, and if you heard him, you would never know he's Chinese because he doesn't talk about Chinese. He talks like a Florida well, redneck. You know? I know. If you listen to him, you know that's a different thing altogether, right? You go, whoa, you're paying attention. But yeah, people are different. You know, people are different. And I'm sorry, this guy up in you know Allen was all screwed up. He's living near Dallas, right? His I don't think his his home life was very good. Um, I, I don't know. And I and and you'll never know. I'll never know, because they're not going to talk about that. We have media. Well, I'm not um, even Jeff saying Ruby. that. I'm not even saying that. I'm saying that we never answered the real questions, right? There is not a reporter or a newspaper or even on the interweb. Maybe there is, right? Maybe somebody's asking the big questions. It's like, well. Uh, well, who are his parents? Who did he hang around with? Who are his friends? Right? What was was going on with him? Was he working? Right? You know, did he do anything? See, see, this, see this, this is like you know the Scripps family lives here in Fredericksburg, and and you know the, the one news channel I get is the Scripps News Service, and oh my God, <laughs> CNN or worse. And I'm supposed to all watch right. Think that they're telling me the Republic truth. of Texas Radio. We'll be right back. That's the break. Long segment. When it does, I know it's on its You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. My name is Don Wiskin, and at 42 years old, I suffered a massive heart attack lost 35% of my heart to damaged tissue, and was supposed to spend the rest of my life on disability. What did I do? I took Extendivite, a garlic and cayenne mix of seven herbs which rebuilt my heart and gave me back my life. For over 17 years now, I have made this formula available to you so you don't have to suffer the same thing I did. Clean your blocked arteries and strengthen your heart and boost your natural immune system. I'm 60 years old now, and I still work every day. To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Extend your life with Extendivite. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. 
owner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-Keep-It-Today. Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new Ease-Off Drop and Lift? What in the world is an Ease-Off Drop and Lift? Our Ease-Off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the Ease-Off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my Ease-Off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com. And hurry because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows too. Ease off LLC 417-932-6419. All right. Okay. I Republic of Texas Radio. I really think that the well, the echo boxes out there, the NPRs, the CNNs, the Fox News, they're all the same folks. They're all all the same. Maybe they're coming together and doing, well, doing small things like, well, speaking of this uh, multicultural toxic, uh, nah, it's not toxic femininity. Maybe it is. Multicultural white supremacy. Toxic right? transgenderity. It, yeah. it, it, it's coming unhooked at this moment. Uh, Joe Biden last night, I believe he gave a, a speech or something where he said, extremism in America, he's our number one enemy. And then surprisingly, right after that, there's some kind of a khaki How flag. dare you, Steve? I'm drinking a Bud Light right now. Yeah, it's definitely a Bud Light moment. Right, you know, but hey, we got another Bud Light moment coming up. If I get there, I don't know if I'm going to get there. I got a lot of stuff, you know, written down that I kind of want to go to. But I thought that white supremacy, the multicultural white supremacy, was kind of fun, you know. But what's what's more fun? Hmm. What's more fun? It, 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 hey, it's fascinating to watch, Steve. It's disgusting as all hell, but it's oh, fascinating it's to watch what's going on. Hell. You know, so something that we've been seeing for hell, it's got to be, I don't know, it's in in little effects since maybe 20 years of this, right? It's called uh, toxic femininity, right? It's where the feminists push this new feminist ideal of a woman around and call male examples of such uh, a person uh, toxic masculinity. It's All you have your, to do is read Charlotte Isabeth's book, and you will understand yeah, nobody, everything that's going on. Nobody reads, Alan. Don't even I know, I know, just books. I know. What are you, crazy? They don't care about the truth. They can't handle the truth. And, you know, some people at Republic Broadcasting can't either, right? Because there are some people that listen to the show even though they don't agree. <laughs> I found that out. You know, and it's okay. I, Steve, I, I've, okay. I've got a pretty good grasp on the truth, and, yes, it's very hard to handle. And to tell you the truth... 
I'm having a hard time handling the truth, but I do understand and I know the truth. I see what's coming at us. Can I predict exactly what's going to happen? No, I'm not going to yeah. do that. But I, but I see well, it. I know. Very and clearly. I see little, little things that are happening, like that whole white supremacist you know, angle. They're going to deprecate that sentence phraseology. You're right. Those well, I'm a white supremacist. Together. I'm black. No, it's going to be normalizing it. You know, they're going to be all extremists. So now they're going to they needed a word for the, the Mexican that shot up everybody at the mall. But they didn't talk about the guy that killed his neighbors um, down by the border in Texas a couple of days earlier. Mm-hmm. Right. Remember that guy? You know, it was two weeks ago, you know, in the middle of the night. His his neighbors were having house guests. Oh, house guests! They were having dinner, and he came out on his front yard and started shooting off his AR-15. Pat, 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 pat. It was two, two, three, by the way, um, because he does he did now, that and, quite and, and often. Steve, and Steve, Steve, on this subject, you know, folks, in a country of what 350 million people, or or I don't know. I don't know how many migrants are illegal here that, that aren't counted, but, you know, say 350 million people. Do you know the odds of, of, of a shooting, a mass shooting occurring? You know, if you're a statistician, you know, mm. put that into your calculator and yeah. figure out it's like, so five people are killed in a country of 350 million people. What are the odds that you're going to get killed? It's like skydiving is one of the safest sports on the planet, you know? It's it's one of the most invigorating, but, you know, it's one of the safest sports on the planet. It's safer than playing football. Well, most people don't even understand what happened down there, right? Was it Cleveland, Texas? Not Cleveland. uh, It was something like that. You know, there's so many shootings that happen so much, but this guy would normally regularly. Every weekend? Yeah. Regularly go out there and shoot, you know, off his rifle, and the, the sheriffs were tired of it. Right, okay, they're complaining about that again. I don't want to go. That's kind of like stupid, right? That place is a slum. That's where they're they're moving aliens around. And in this house of good people, right, that had, what, 10, 15 people in the house? And they'd lived there for three years, right? Well, the people that lived in the house were guests, you know, new fresh imports crossed the border from Venezuela. They didn't mention that it was a illegal alien, you know, stash house. And who was the guy with the gun? Right? Oh, they didn't he was able to hide and evade him for four days. He had a hard time getting out of the country because he was trying to get out of the country. His protection what, what, was outside what, 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 the it, it was easier for him to get into the country than out of the country. Okay, that's that's really odd. Absolutely. Yeah. It's easier to get into the country than out of the country. And, well, Alan, isn't that what we've been saying the wall was all about? You know, it's yeah. to keep you in. You know, you're all dead we, slaves. We, we, are, we are the largest open-air gulag on the planet at this point in time. Yes. You're all debt slaves. Even me. You know, they, they sure, claim you, but it's whatever you want to call oh, well, it. I, I yeah. get it. You know, you can submit the paperwork and do this and this, and you can come over there and say, look, I, I opted out. And they're going to be like, yeah, you did. <laughs> okay. Uh, game over. Um, but, yeah, Steve, it's harder you to, get to get across. You want to get really bad, hard, Steve, when across. the food starts disappearing from the shelves, when the electricity is cut off, or, God forbid, the cell towers go out and people don't have their smartphones. You want to see total chaos. That's what's coming. 
It, I, I, I can tell you that right now. So going back to that shooting, right, you know, so he's firing off bullets and, you know, the guy that owned the house walks across the street and says, excuse me, mister, uh, can you please not shoot? We're having dinner. <laughs> you think that happened? No, no. Yeah, kind of like George Floyd saying there, excuse me, sir, I can't breathe. Would you please get off my back? Excuse me, sir. It's like right? you've got a 300-pound black guy who's saying, excuse me, sir, but I can't breathe. Would you please take your your knee off my neck? You know, it's like so no, more... anyone who's ever been in a city situation, that guy's going to be saying, get the F off my effing neck, you effing piece of effing F. Sure, you know, emotions like, get pulled into excuse it. Excuse me, sir, emotions would you please get pulled take in. your weight off my neck? I can't breathe. Right, and so I mean, you're running was, the... The whole thing was insanity. You're running the stash house, and you've got all these illegals in your house, and um, this guy's shooting, making everybody uncomfortable, and you walk out of your stash house, and you you yell at the guy across the street, knock it off, we're sleeping, or something like that. And, well, he takes exception with that, right? Well, his story is very interesting, right, because he says that... Um, his wife said, well, let me go take care of that because he's not going to shoot a woman. And the guy comes in and, well, shoots in the head, her, and then shoots everybody else in the head. And one of the women that were trying to protect the kids yells at him, save yourself, jump out the window, as she took some bullets. <laughs> and um, he jumped out and ran away, right? So it's like, okay, do I believe you? No. Oh, well, your friends from Venezuela. How you've been friends for a long time? What? Oh, why ask that question? Right? Are they here illegally? Was the guy? No, they're all. They all were part of the system, and we don't know if that guy that shot them all was actually the guard dog, allegedly trying to keep them safe from all the cops. And how many houses around there were filled with illegal aliens? Right? As they get processed through by, well, uh, whatever the Mexican mafias. Right. Cartels, sorry, you know what makes a mafia and a cartel? Is it the the race? Is that racist? Hmm. Uh, th th this sounds like an Al Pacino movie, Steve. But go ahead. I don't know. It's just like that one's that one's gone, and you're not going to hear about it. You know, uh, it was a great one, right? A guy that was overusing his AR, but they're they're going down to extremists. We have a lot of action that's going on around here. Title Forty Two was kind of a bust, you know, but you can't feel the end of Title Forty Two. But you know what? You know, in all honesty, let's let's go back to the beginning. Hey, 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 hang, hang where on, we Steve, were talking I've, about I've George Santos. Pastor out in front of my house hang on i'm gonna have to go take a pot shot at him no i'm not gonna do that folks but it's <laughs> no but it's kind of like uh title 42 right title 42 was a bill that was enacted to keep people on the southern side of the border and not let them in while everybody was shitting and i'm sorry shirting or shiitake mushroom shiitake mushrooming. In, yes the, yeah. in their corner of their house as they hid from the coronavirus, right? And so everybody's like, oh, yeah, they shouldn't be coming in because they might have corona And then you them. took I'll the go. vaccine, and now you've got chronic lymphatic yeah. leukemia, and you're going but for Title 42 therapy. persisted, yeah. right? Because they were all backing up over there. And it was an agreement from the United States to pay Mexico buco de nero, right, to keep them over there. Right? Say, okay, you're going to put up this, and we'll give them food, and we'll give them water, we'll give you money, and whatever, and then remain in Mexico. It was called Remain in Mexico. It is brought to you by Trump, 
right? You know, Trump and his Trumpy administration. And, and, you know, Steve, there, there's a country western song out there that I love. I don't know who sang it, but it said, "They're all, they're all up here. Why don't we why don't we all move to Mexico because all the Mexicans have moved up here? It's like the, the country's empty. It, 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 all all the Americans, all you country, let's move down to Mexico because they're all up here." Yeah. I mean, I don't know. So everything. Let's crazy, just do George George Santos again. This is the same as George Santos. Remain in Mexico should not have been enacted, right? You know, it, it, we, us telling them to not keep the borders controlled. And I, I really don't even know that I want that. You can stop the borders by not feeding the squirrels. Well, Steve, right? we, we or don't feed the pigeons. 1,500 troops down to the border to I mean, keep them from coming across except for we're helping but processing see, and making sure that they've got their again, EBT cards and their smartphones and their benefits gone. and their hotels and their and their plane tickets mm. to fly into the country. We, we sent 1,500 troops down to the border not to stop them from coming across, but to help to process, process across the border. Yes, I know. And in the processing, we get them all hooked up with all the reasons. It's... Uh, it reminds me of living in Steve, San Francisco. Steve, I, I feel like illegally crossing in, the border into Mexico and then coming back across and getting they, all this free crap. It, Except for I don't. In San Francisco, they had and in, in Paris, they had a problem with pigeons. And you know how you kill the pigeons? Well, first they tried um, killing the pigeons with poisons. And that didn't work. You know, they had dead pigeons everywhere. And it was really a mess and caused the rats to come. And it was a, a nightmare. Then they figured out somebody had the idea, don't feed the pigeons. Right? And so they got on to people that were feeding the pigeons. One old lady handing out a whole bunch of grain every day multiplies the flocks, like constantly. This has been played over in San Francisco and numerous cities around the world. The more you feed them, the more they come. The more they breed, the easier the life. Blah, 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 blah. Steve, Steve, so Steve, we this, set this, out this, this humanitarian like smorgasbord. All right, mm, I, I, go ahead. my brother lives in Lakeway, Texas, uh, you know, outside um, Austin, you know, kind of on the outskirts. It's basically Austin, um, kind of actually close to where Sam lives, you know. And, and all, all these people moved out there, and they would feed the deer, you know. And, and <laughs> oh, they loved the deer coming up, and the deer multiplied, and they weren't afraid. People were running into them in their cars. The last time I, I went out and played golf with my brother at the Lakeway Country Club, and we had to chase a 10-point buck off, off the green so we could putt, you know. And and hmm. and what happened eventually? It's like they started eating their shrubs and their flowers and their gardens and everything else. So so then they hired professional huh? trappers to come in and trap and shoot these deer because they just overpopulated. Because oh, everyone thought it was just so cute to feed the deer when you didn't live in the country. You lived in a damn city, and the deer took over. And the deer were were a dom- I mean, they were causing all kinds of mayhem everywhere. And um, and all these people that move from the city that oh we're gonna move out we're gonna we love the deer and we can feed them but you don't live in the country it's not like me feeding my deer I live on a ranch you know and yes she's she's basically my daughter I I, I can eat out of her hand she's pregnant right now I rub her belly you know she's starting to get miserable getting ready to give birth it's a whole different thing because I live out on 400 plus acres surrounded by thousands of acres of family land I'm not living in a city. And, and no, they, they, I don't get, I don't have flower beds and all this other crap that, that I'm worried about them hey. eating. It's like, hey, if it's out there, eat it. You know, hey, we it's, got it's deer. It's me. It, it's we got a living with nature. Line. That's what they've taken away from us. <laughs> and, and these freaking morons that move from the city into a suburb, 
feed them, and it's, oh, it's so cute until they start destroying everything they have. Then they say, oh, we've got to kill them now. And that, so they hire someone to come in and trap and kill them and get rid of the deer population. You know, it, it's just the, the insanity of this world, Steve, just never ceases to freaking oh, amaze me. Oh, I know, I know. Let's go to the phones. Uh, can, can I call him Senor Dave? Senor Dave? Dave Kopex? Good, good morning, uh, guys. How are you today? Uh, good. Hey, my, 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 my northeastern redneck friend. I love your, I love your <laughs> accent, man. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> hey, I had to chime in. I was... Uh, the other night I was pondering this on my show, and we never thoroughly kicked the idea around, so I thought I'd float it out here and see what you guys and your audience think. But, yeah. you know, clearly we're heading for some unrest here. Uh, the borders have largely dissolved, and, you know, this is a goal of the Council on Foreign Relations, as you know, our uh, the current occupiers are big fans of, of this group, so they should be happy, but... There's uh, unrest coming, and I originally thought for sure that us, with all this white privilege, would be <laughs> among the first targets. But, you know, I'm starting to wonder, because it, we've seen this before, when illegals flood in and they have massive numbers that are coming all at once and they're shipped around literally by train, plane, and bus, you know, they show up in large numbers in communities, so they need to take over and house them, and what's happening, I think, and I'm just well, I'm curious whether you think this may happen, but do you think the first unrest and the first violence is going to be sparked between uh, the Hispanic and the black communities? Because it's poor black communities that are being targeted for them to lose their homes. All right, They're going to be homeless in their own nation pretty soon to be able to put illegal uh aliens uh, in where they used to live do you do you think we're going to see unrest chicago chicago is doing that right now they're they're building um immigrant uh, places in black neighborhoods and so mainly what you'll have is south americans moving in there and in yeah definitely there'll be infighting within the quote south american uh population and then there will be polarization between the black neighborhoods and the uh, south american ones and I, and, and david if, if i can say this you know you know you know texas is kind of a unique state like what like 80 or 85 percent of the of the land in texas is privately owned you know there, there are not huge national forests you know but texas is a huge state but still most of the land is is if if, if, if you can say owned. you know air quote privately owned even though you pay property taxes and everything else to keep it but you know um but you know it's, it's like out in west texas you know a twenty thousand acre ranch is nothing you know but out in west texas there's very little for a cattle to eat so they've got to be huge ranches but most of texas is still privately owned but there are large yeah, cities here you know we've got you know we've got houston we've got austin we've got san antonio we've got dallas fort worth area you know very large so, population centers that's where the hell is going to start and it will feed out into the countryside. And unfortunately, most of the countryside is now owned by, like, people from San Francisco. Because, you know, and, and will they fight for it? I don't know. You know, the people that created this state, that, you know, we used to be a country. The, 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 the people in this state used to be diehard country people, did, just want to be left alone. 
And um, I, I can't tell you, you know, when, when the mayhem starts in the cities and the, and the bands start roving out into the countryside to rape and pillage, I, I can't tell you if people will defend themselves anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you depopulated and gerrymandered um, areas is where they're going to flood people in like this and vote away the property rights of you. You, you describe your own property, and out in the countryside, you're, you know, although you are in, in vastly in private ownership, there is so gerrymandered that that's going to be voted away. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. There, there, there is no political solution, Dave. There is no political solution. There's no one going to save us. <laughs> Yeah. What are you going to try to go, Dave, into a political conversation, Alan? I prefer not to go political or religious, but no, there is no political solution to this. There's yeah. no one going to save yourself. I, I do you're, think that you're, you're going to save your own ass, people. That's all I you listen, can do. I listen to your show a lot, uh, Dave, you know, in archives mainly. but um, And I'm surprised by the stuff that you say that we're saying at the same time. I'm like, well, what, what, what? Oh, that's great. But what you're talking about, I think I might have been touching on a little bit earlier about how they used the container white supremacist until they couldn't use it no more. Right. Larry yeah. Elder, the first black white supremacist. You know, it's like, yeah. what? OK, uh, no. Uh, and then this guy over there in um, Allen, Texas. Right. White And now they shifted to this position of extremist and they're going to deprecate the term let's see if that happens but then what you're talking about is happening it's not going to happen they are uh bringing in two factions to fight and so you know in chicago they're bringing in illegal aliens immigrants they call them south americans whatever what are they separating them do you know um dave when they hit the border, the Chinese, where do they go? Do they move them to California, San Francisco, or do they just go basically, let's move them to San Antonio? You know, we really yeah, don't have... Know, we don't know, and they seem to be moving them around in great big clumps, and wherever they land, you know, they just disperse and, and go wherever. The idea is to get them uh, over the border and into the heartland as quickly as possible. What happens to them after that? I don't, government really doesn't care if they live or die. I think just that they've done their job by, you know, helping with the invasion, get them into the heartland where they can begin the job of destabilizing us uh, at the community level on out. Oh, I could see the frustrations of most people that listen to the news. This is like Henry Kissinger, you know, Memo 300. Uh, the military, are, they're just pawns to be used and, and, and abused and thrown away. You know, the pawns, you know, it, you lose a pawn on, on a chess game, it's nothing. You know, the kings and the queens and the rooks and the bishops, they all sit back in the back and wait for all the pawns to be taken out. You know? Yeah, um, there's no plastic you know, it, it, It's a game. Zbigniew it, Brzezinski, the grand chessboard, he explains this, folks. You know, read the books. Read it and think about what's actually being said long ago and what's in store and what's happening now. Yeah, I mean, they don't realize that right now they're playing the part of the useful idiot. They're coming in yeah. and they're aiding in the destabilization. And when things further degrade and crash, they're on the menu. This yeah, is what right. they don't understand. Is they are on the menu. They're just a, a later course to be devoured 
Um, but they're most hey, definitely uh, on the hey, this, hey, Steve, you remember the name Howard Axtell? He, he actually had a oh, show yeah. on this network for a little bit. He had a book and, and he wrote a book called The Factor. Human Food Factor. Oh. Just what you're talking about, Dave. To be eaten up and spit out and crapped out, yes. They, they will use you and they will crap you out. Yeah, they're, they're being used only to destabilize and, and further bring uh, us into a controllable situation for the globalists. Because we really yep. do. It's, it's got its imperfections. Our, our Constitution, our, you know, our system has its imperfections. However, it is the strongest l- 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 listen out Listen to Michael there. Getty. Michael Getty, this man has studied the Constitution, mm. all this crap. You know, it's like we never broke away from the British. They just figured out a way to manipulate us and still make, <laughs> make us a colony and use us and abuse us and extract the wealth and everything from us. It, it, well, that's why. It, it, what's listen to Michael Getty. About, that man is brilliant. What's unique about America, amongst all the nations in the world, is that every individual American has the absolute right of private property ownership, and 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 that's a very strong thing when you, when mixed with a free market capitalism. You know, it sounds cold and calculated, but from a rights point of view. From uh, strengthening the Constitution and our nation and its borders, you know, this is an amazing thing. If you work the system, they haven't been. It's been perverted from what its original intent was. But if we did enshrine uh, and, and not deviate from the absolute right of private property ownership and that we handled things in a free market manner across the board, people <laughs> will invest and divest of of things that are good or bad for them. If it's not a good idea, they will divest from it. And as long as it's legal for there to be competition in anything, whether it's in in finance or in, in housing or uh, mm. agriculture, as long as there it's legal for there to be a, a competitor out there and the freedom for us to invest and divest at will, the best system will come out of it and the strongest system. But Government has recognized that and co-opted it. Hey, hey, hey my, 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 my friend, you know, it's like out here on my ranch, it's like if they hey, want to take away my agricultural Dave, exemption. You want to hang on? Yeah. Sure, I'll, hey. I'll hang on if you like. Okay, let's go through the yeah, top of the hour. We'll continue this. Dave Kopex is hanging with us. we got a few other callers, but I, I, I need a little bit more time with Dave. Be right back. Praise the Mother Earth and the Father Sky. Paid attention to each little blessing in this life. Had a more intimate connection with the spirit world. Learned as a community and equally taught every boy and girl. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Reb's gun and leather shop. 
That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.